He proved through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that he's a very present help in the time of trouble. And here's the problem. The problem is that many of us don't recognize him when he comes to our trouble. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Fort Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we continue our message, Who Do You Serve? And Pastor, you know, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, obviously, it's very obvious to see that God was there in their time of trouble. I mean, they're thrown into a fiery furnace, not consumed. As you point out, very often we don't recognize God in our times of trouble. Why do you think that is? Well, I think we have our our own thoughts about how we want to be delivered, hmm. how we want our prayers answered. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the Lord wants us to leave uh, all of those things up to him um, so, because sometimes he does things unconventionally. And that's why we miss it, because it is unconventional. Think about uh, they're on the boat. And uh, the uh, water and the waves are just thrashing wildly everywhere. And here comes Jesus walking on the water. Yeah. Now, here are these guys. What do they do? Ah, it's right. Casper, Casper. It's a ghost. It's yeah. a ghost. Yeah. It's a ghost. Now, they're hollering, it's a ghost. But it was really their deliverance. Hmm. But they're afraid yeah. because, and, and I, like, I like the verse because what it teaches us is not only does he come in an unexpected manner? Uh, but he does deliver us in an unexpected way. What did he do? He walked on the water. Why? I think he walked on the water to demonstrate what's over your head is under my feet. Hmm. I'm the sovereign Lord of everything, including water. I walk on water like it's asphalt or concrete. Yeah. And they should have been, wow. And only one, remember? Only one. Yep. Only Peter only said, Peter. Yep. can I play? Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And I like that too, because he said, if it's you, bid me come. He didn't say, I'm going to name it and claim it. He said, uh, if it's you, you name it, I'll claim it. Yeah, <laughs> which is so different than uh, so much teaching today, but so important for us to understand that distinction. Um, when we are in trouble and we do cry out to God and we ask him to answer our prayer in a certain way and we don't see him doing that in the way in which we hoped he would and wanted him to, um, Pastor, when you get on the other side of a problem, I know very often we can look back and see, okay, I saw God move in this way. Um, have you found that that gives you a confidence to face problems in the future? Most definitely. Uh, and when you begin to look in hindsight, you begin to understand how God works. And it's often different from what, from what we anticipate, as I stated. And so we learn in those times to learn how to wait on him hmm. and to trust him, which is most important. Well, today we are going to be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. You may want to open your Bible there. But as we get started... You actually have us um, in a setting most of us have probably been in uh, fairly recently. That's in McDonald's. What's going on here? Yeah, well, I met a preacher, and it wasn't good. All <laughs> right. Here is Pastor Ford. He said, so, preacher, where do you pastor? Where do you fellowship? I said, well, down the street, you know, uh, right down on Coles. He said, what kind of church is it? I said, well, one that uh, we just believe that uh, Jesus is Lord and, 
and we're going to try our best to serve him the way he wants us to serve him. He said, no, preacher. He said, what kind of church is it? I said, well, we, I mean, we just believers in Jesus Christ down there. That's all. He said, preacher, come on. Don't avoid the issue. You know what I'm talking about. I said, well, if you want to know what our affiliation is, uh, we, we, we're affiliated. Uh, we're Baptists. Baptists. Oh, no. We can't fellowship. Grabbed the rest of his coffee, got up, walked out, got in his car. I was, I was sitting there. I couldn't even eat the rest of my food. You know I was hurt. If, if I couldn't eat the rest of my food, <laughs> you know I was hurt. As a matter of fact, little tears start coming out my, kind of come my eyes, uh, uh, Pastor Garland, start coming out of my eyes, man. And uh, I'm thinking, what did we just have if we didn't have fellowship? Fellowship ain't about the fries and the shake and the, oh, I didn't tell you how to shake, but it was, uh, it ain't about fries and shake and Big Macs. It's about Jesus and his redemption and reconciliation and the relationship and his resources to us. And this guy walked out. So, you know, some of you know what I'm going to say, because then when people say, tell us, pastor, uh, you know, uh, so what kind of church is it? I say, let me tell you what we are. We are Baptists. Because we believe that water baptism is the Christian's wedding band. It's the outward symbol of inward reality. And we believe it's by immersion, uh, not sprinkling, because he said we're dead, buried, and raised with Jesus Christ. So when you bury somebody, you just don't sprinkle the dirt on them because they'll be like Lazarus stinking everywhere. You, you put them down six feet so the smell don't come up. So we're Baptist, but hold up, don't, don't, wait, 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 wait. But we're also Methodists because Methodists believe that you cannot live the Christian life apart from the power of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And we believe that, so we're Methodists, but hold up, hold up. We're also Pentecostals because the word speaks of what happened on the day of Pentecost when people were placed into the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. So then we are all baptized by the Holy Spirit. So we are Pentecostals because we're in the body of Christ. But hold up, hold up. We're also charismatics because the word charismata means gifts of grace. And every believer that gets saved gets at least one spiritual gift. I have the gift of pastor hyphen teacher. So therefore, I am a charismatic. But hold up, hold up. I'm also a Lutheran because the bywords of the Protestant Reformation under Luther were five catechisms. Solo scriptural, solo Christos, solo fidelis, solo bibliosacra, and solo de gloria. That is Christ alone, scripture alone, faith alone, the Bible alone, and glory to God alone. We believe that. So we are Lutherans. But hold up, hold up. We're also Episcopalians. Because the Greek word episkopos means to oversee. And so we have elder rule where those who are supposed to be the most spiritual are under shepherds, under the great shepherd of his flock. I am an episkopos, so therefore I'm episcopalian. But hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm also Catholic because the word Catholic means universal. Now, I'm part of a local body, Christ Bible Church, but I'm part of the universal body made up of all blood-washed believers all over the world. So I am a Catholic, but hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm also a holy roller because when he saved me, he robed me in his righteousness and made me 
holy in him. I'm righteous not because of my act of what I do, but because of what he did. Then he wrote my name on the roll book, the Lamb's Book of Life. So I'm all that, a bag of chips, the dip, and everything else in between. Why do you say that? Because even though we're Christ's Bible church, we ain't the only ones that love the Bible. And we ain't the only ones that love Jesus. And we don't need to be super spiritual. I go to Christ's Bible church. And it's the only church to serve in God. Yeah, we try to focus on correct doctrine, but don't be down on somebody because they don't believe exactly what you believe. Now, I'm not saying doctrine not important. I'm saying, like Tony Evans says, if I'm in a foxhole and I'm in a warfare and somebody's next to me in the foxhole, I only care about one thing. Are they pointing their pistol in the same direction that I'm? And this is what's happening in Christendom. You in the, you in the Baptist and the Pentecostal. We got the guns pointed at each other instead of at the devil. While people are going to hell in a handbasket. We arguing about stuff that don't mean nothing. Should the women wear pants? Who cares? As long as they got some clothes on and as long as they covering up everything I ain't supposed to see. They got the pants down showing they draw. That's all right. Let them come in. Because when they sit down, they, we ain't gonna see their drawers no more. So what does it mean? Let me just make it plain. What does it mean? Here's what it means. It means you got the pink slip at the job. Come on. Yeah. Don't go ballistic. You want to know why? We have a great high priest. You got red pieces of paper in the envelopes that come in the mail. Don't trip. We have a great high priest. You got sickness in your body. Don't worry about it. We got a great high priest. Children are acting crazy. We have a great high priest. That's what he's trying to get us to see. He's with us. Well, let me go and give you this second point uh, so we can get up out of here. Here it is. He says we have a personal priest, but then notice, he says we have a present priest. Seeing then we have the great high priest. Now, get this. It's present tense. Notice he doesn't say we had. Want to know why? Because when Jesus was on the cross, his sixth word was, it is finished, not I am finished. As a matter of fact, uh, you got to read the rest of the story. Revelation, he said, I am he who was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore. Yeah, he, it didn't say we will have. It says we have. Now, now, now here's what, here's what uh, Matthew told us in the Great Commission. He said, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Richie and a few others who, who uh, study Greek, Pastor Garland over there, will tell you in the Greek, it's a triple negative. Here's how you would actually read it. I will never, no, never, never leave you. Now, you got to understand it's more than vain repetition. It's reiteration. So why does the Bible say forever and forever when forever is forever? so that it intensifies it. So when Jesus calls your name twice, duck. Right? Simon, Simon, Martha, Martha, 
Saul, Saul. I don't want him calling my name twice. (laughs) You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, and what a truth that is. But think about Saul for just a second. When God called Saul's name, it was to bring him to repentance, and it was to bring him to faith. Maybe, in a sense, God is calling your name twice today, whatever your name happens to be, and you feel that you have this desire to come to him. You've begun to understand what it means that you're a sinner and that you need saving from your sin. The fact that Christ went to the cross to pay the penalty for your sins by having his blood spilled there. And the fact that he rose again, conquering sin and conquering death. And because of that, you can have new life in Christ. Know your sins are forgiven and eternity with him. Boy, if that is something that resonates with you and you feel that prompting in your spirit today, do not turn away. He accepts you just as you are. You can talk with someone about that when you call 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. So, so what's, what's the point? Here's my point. I don't care where you look, you see Jesus. Okay, I'm going to get the Bible and in this. Now a word from our sponsor. Listen to this. If you look back, guess what you see? Jesus dying on the cross for you. According to 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. look back to see him dying on the cross. If you look inward, what do you see? Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, If you look upward, what do you see? Jesus Christ praying for you, Hebrews 7, 25. He ever liveth to make intercession for us according to the will of God. If you look outward, what do you see? Jesus, because he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Psalm 23, 4, I will fear no evil for, you ready to? If you look forward, what do you see? Jesus, he's coming for you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. He says, uh, hey, don't, don't sorrow like those who have no hope. For if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, he's coming back. And the dead in Christ shall rise, and then we were alive, or shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. What about if I look down, what do I see? Jesus holding me up on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. He proved through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that he's a very present help in the time of trouble. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is that many of us don't recognize him when he comes to our trouble. Now, on watch night, I just, I just shared again, disciples on the boat. And Jesus come walking to them. And you would think they would say, hey, it's Jesus. We out of this thing now. What did they say? Oh, it's Casper. They thought it was a ghost. So here comes their help. Now, what was he doing? Help me, choir. Walking on the water. Why? Because he wanted them to know that what was over their head is under his feet. The thing that has you worried, I'm the master of it, right? What happens to us? Why is it that we, like the disciples, don't recognize him? Help was there, and they didn't even know it. They were afraid of the very one who was coming to help them. You want to know why? Because he came in a way in which they were not accustomed to seeing him. And that's our problem, why we have help, but we pass it up. Wanna know why? Because Jesus came as the mother who warned us 
to stay out of that relationship or away from those people because he came as the pastor who preached to us and we didn't like what he had to say because he came to us as the friend who was trying to hold us accountable but we didn't want them uh, up in our video finding out what flavor our Kool-Aid is. He came as the teacher who was trying to counsel you and let you know you have something and have potential if you'll just put your mind to study instead of trying to be popular. He came as the child who asked you the questions that grip you in your soul and make you think about your eternal destiny and purpose. He comes as the grandparent that cautions you with all of the love that a person can give. He's a present priest. I'm almost done. You've been so gracious. We, we, we've had children's choir. Now, now, you know, I have my favorite. Let me tell you my favorite children's choir. It was 20 years ago. And it was about 20 kids in the choir. Here's, here's what I like. They came, and this was in the old sanctuary. And they did this song. Now, they sang, like normal children's choir, they sang, Jesus, love me. This choir never sang any songs like that. They was jamming. They jammed. Every one of their songs was a good old gospel jam song. So, so the one I love, I love this one, I love this one, I love this one, and I'm going to let you go. They came out, and they all lined up. And then the music started playing, and they started rocking. He's all over me, and he's keeping me alive. He's all over me, uh, uh, and he's keeping me alive. Uh, uh, he's all over me. Uh, uh, and he's keeping me alive and then I just went ballistic they said he's on my right he's on my left in front in back over me under me and he's living down inside he all over me <laughs> and everybody's on their feet go y'all go and they, I, and, and they was doing it man and they, every time they do that, and, and, and then I say, I got up, I try to like, get this together. On the right, on the left, in front, in back, over me, under me, and he living up inside, he all over me. I said, now that, that's what you call gospel singing there. And I said, what a powerful message. You know what they're saying? He's present. I close, you've been so gracious. I, I'll finish the rest. We're going to go back to Hebrews. I'm going to finish Hebrews. But let me close. How many of you have seen this commercial? I love this commercial. It's, it, it's uh, by the Benefit Foundation or something like that. And it's all about, they do commercials about encouragement. So here's the one I saw. I just saw it last night. It's in a big hall. There's a curtain and the curtain is closed. There's a lady sitting down and she's looking. And you can see she's looking for her husband. He comes down and her husband comes down to sit down. Before he sits down, she says, where's Bobby? He says, I don't know. I thought you had him. She said, I thought you had him. And I thought to myself, typical parents. You know, that's why, that's why children like they are now. Anyway, so then she says, well, go find him. He's getting ready to get up and the curtain opens and there's little body be playing the piano. Have y'all seen that? Anybody, anybody seen that? Anybody seen that? Ain't that cute? So he's, so he's playing the piano. And just as he gets up to head to the stage, the maestro comes out. He tells him, keep on playing. He's playing chopsticks. 
dun 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 I guess I don't know what it is. Whatever that song is. Dun 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 And he's just tinking, you know, you ever hear anybody just tinking? Dun 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 and so he said, the 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 piano player came behind him and said, keep playing. And then he was going dun 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 He was boom do something, do something for me, man. Do something, do something with that chopsticks. Go ahead, go ahead, real quick, real quick. And then add something to it so they can get a feel for what 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 was going on there, real quick. Okay, you keep doing that. Now you do something masterful. Come on, come on. Wear it out, wear it out. All right, good, 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 good. On TV? That's good, thank you. Come on, get in hand. And it was masterful and everybody started clapping. I said, you know what, I'm gonna use that tomorrow. I'm gonna close with that because that's exactly what the writer of the book of Hebrews is trying to say. You made these resolutions about what you're going to do. I'm going back to the temple. I'm getting back into rituals. No, 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 no. Don't you know the value of the one that you have, Jesus Christ? He's a personal priest. He's a present priest. He's with you right now. He's beside you. He's on your side. He's there. He'll never leave you, forsake you. So I'm going to tell you how it applies to me as a pastor. I am messed up. I'm going to tell you I'm messed up. I am messed up. And here I am in ministry, and I've been in ministry, hit this church for 28 years, only church I know. And every time I think about how I'm playing, I'm, this is how I'm doing ministry. Come on, come on, help me, brother. I'm doing ministry like this. That's how I'm doing ministry. It's piecemeal. It's, I'm messed up. I mean, you know, I, I can say one thing and do another thing. I, I, it's like, it's like, it, it's like I don't want to show favoritism and end up showing favoritism. I look at it and say, man, oh day, how come the, I, I'm not making more disciples? I've done this, that, and the other. And the Lord reminds me, listen, this ain't about you. This is about me. All you could do is plunk. So what I want you to do is work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And then God comes along and what does he do? He adds the melody and the music to my mess. He's the one who says now that all I want you to do is start walking in the right direction. I'll come behind your thinking and I'll add to it the beautiful music that makes ministry what it ought to be. I'll empower you. I'll give you what you need. I'll deal with your enemies. I'll bring you friends. I'll put food on your table. I'll put clothes on your back. I'm the one that heals your body. I'm the one that promotes you. I'm the one that does it everything. And so what I want you to do is not make a list but hook up with the Lord and confidently cling to Christ. Well, that's what we all need to do, isn't it? To confidently cling to Christ. And the great thing is, our salvation is not dependent upon how hard we cling to Him, but it's the fact that He clings to us. But then, in return, in, in response to the gift of salvation that He offers to us, we can cling to Him, pursue a righteous life, and walk faithfully after him. Maybe Pastor Ford's teaching has been helping you do that. It's been encouraging you to walk that path faithfully, to grow in your faith, to understand the Word of God better, and you appreciate his teaching in your life each and every day, then I want to ask you to give a gift of support so that we can continue to produce this program, pay for airtime, all the things that need to happen behind the scenes to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching each day. So if you are growing and benefiting, would you give a gift by coming to treasuretruthradio.org 
and click on the link that says Make a Donation. There you can give an ongoing monthly gift or a single one-time gift. Either way, come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. Thanks for doing that. It really does help sustain this ministry. Thanks also for listening today, and a big thank you to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.